right, we we are recording. This is happening. Hello, my name is Brandy Walker. This is Throwing Light, and this is episode 31, and it's called Welcome to Season 2. back. I hope you're having a good fall. When I left you, it was spring. So we like, we made it through the bulk of 2018. I hope your year is is going well. If you're new to Throwing Light, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Um, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm a podcaster, clearly. <laughs> I'm a uh, in grad school for social work. And I'm into like, weird spiritual stuff and I hang out on Instagram a lot and uh and that's where I post you know a lot of strange but cool content that is hopefully somewhat inspiring (laughs) um I wanted to do this quick podcast and kind of give you an idea of first of all what I've been up to and second of all, what I foresee for season two. So, you know, this podcast, kind of what the what, it, what it's all about is like the intersection. Um, I've described it in the past as the intersection between spirituality and you could say mental health. You could say well-being. And then there's like a social justice piece. But I feel like as I evolve and conceptualize like my purpose and what I'm doing, what I was thinking of is it's kind of like the intersection of spirituality and mental health as it relates to every fucking thing else. (laughs) And by the way, I cuss. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's sort of what we're doing here. If you listen to season one, it was, I feel like it was just the beginning. It was like, I was trying to find the voice of this podcast and figure out what am I talking about and what does matter to me and what what do I have to say? And so I hope that season two will be a deepening of that and that uh, we can go, we can dive even deeper into like things that I just, just scratch the surface uh, in season one. So, okay. So um, what I've been up to a little bit about yeah, where I've been the last six months. Uh, when we left off, uh, Jermaine was getting ready to head off on a grand adventure to go to school in Seattle and become a software developer. And he did that. And he's back now. And he is starting a job in the DC metro area, which is kind of like an apprenticeship. So he'll be continuing his education, learning a new coding language, which I think he's excited and nervous about. By the way, I don't know anything about coding, so I'm, I'm just strictly 
saying the words that he spoke to me. <laughs> so he learned JavaScript and C Sharp in Seattle. And now in this new job, he's going to be learning Java, which is apparently just as hard. <laughs> yeah, so he was gone. Most of the time that he was gone, he couldn't really he couldn't really talk. Like he was, I mean, he was gone so deeply <laughs> into his studies and it and it our new normal was not talking very often. And it's funny because I feel like if this if this opportunity had come around a couple of years ago, that would have been really hard and painful. And it was hard, but it was kind of, I think, it was a reset for both of us. Not necessarily, like, we we both had to, like, focus on ourselves. And so we had the opportunity to to just really do our thing and figure out what we love. And I think what I mean is, like, a few years ago, I don't think I would have been able to do that because I, I was so connected to him in maybe a way that wasn't wasn't necessarily helpful so it was hard and it was good and I'm really glad to have him back and things are going really well uh we just bought furniture for the house so anyway so that's like kind of personal stuff that you probably maybe you care about maybe you like let's move along but that's just real life so part of what made that season so hard was that we really contemplated moving to Seattle and we really thought we were going to and I was like you know gonna like take a year off school and and apply to a school there and we were preparing we live on the east coast so in the DC metro area so we were preparing to like uproot like unroot ourselves and and move all the way to a different place and I was terrified of doing that, but also really, really, really excited. And then it didn't happen. And it, and it didn't happen in part because we decided that it probably wasn't for the best right now. Um, so it was a decision that we made not to go because we really, we considered like maybe we should just go without having a job and like um, figure it out. And... And there is a part of me that really, really wanted to do that. And we had reached a point because he was not in the army anymore where there were no safe options. So staying here was not like completely set in stone what we were going to do. or um, And it's still not it's still not completely safe, right? Like nothing's safe. But we decided to stay, uh, let me finish grad school, really like focus in. It was, it was kind of like – we decided in a way to do the grown-up thing, and we – I don't necessarily think that – I think that the the reason I was pushing against that was because I believe that often the grown-up thing is the cop-out, is like – is this the safe choice, right? And But I also believe that there is a time and a place for it. So it feels good to be here and – to be kind of like settling in and we've lived in this house for three years now and that's in itself amazing because we are kind of like nomads who don't stick around in a place very long but it's also I had I really had to mourn the loss of Seattle at least for this season like who knows what the future leads and we sort of made the decision like we're gonna use this as an 
as an opportunity to save up, uh, get really financially in a good place so that we could move to Seattle and we could maybe take that leap with, without all the fear <laughs> that, that, that accompanied going without that safety net, which is, is funny because I've been, you know, this quote unquote safe choice. So anyway, we're here and and it also, I think, has given me a new appreciation for where I live, and it makes me want to, like, explore and really enjoy this t- this space and this where we are while we're here. It also, right at the beginning of – so he left the end of March, the end of April or toward the, the, toward the end, I decided – to not uh, drink anymore, to become sober as fuck, which is a hashtag uh, on Instagram that I love. I'm going there. I'm going to do a whole podcast about that, so I won't. I won't go deeply into that, but it's forced me to do some really deep soul searching and inner work, and it's been kind of lovely. And you know, I'll get into that. So I knew that if I was going to quit drinking, I had to remove the psychological stuff that made me want to have a drink after work or on a Friday night or whatever, like that needed to go because I wasn't going to white knuckle it, right? I just, I knew myself and I knew I wouldn't stick with it. So the process of figuring out how to do that and the resources that I was led to, you know, when you commit to something, it's that providence quote. Like it was so, it was miraculous. It was beautiful. And it was really, it's really been, it's been a difficult experience, but it's been really transformative. Um, and, and part of it is I had, I was able to do that work largely because I was on my own so much. Like the kids were gone for like, oh gosh, like six weeks over the summer in and out, like it, various grandparents. But so it was just me. And so it was like, it's interesting because the mom dream, right, is, I mean, not for everyone, but, like, you want that silence and that peace and, like, and then when you get it, and, like, I don't remember a time in my adult life, save, like, 10 days in 2013, that I was, for this long, on my own, without Jermaine, without the kids, and so I really had to, like, okay, what am I going to do? And, you know, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. And so it was lovely. <laughs> but it was also lonely. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of, I haven't, I say that as a strange thing to say, like, it was kind of nice that it was lonely. But it like, I don't feel lon- loneliness very often. And I think that it's an important part of the human experience. I think it gave me compassion for people who who are lonely regularly and um and it forced me to seek out people and i'm not i'm not like i'm sort of a mix i'm going to amber i'm a solid ambervert <laughs> but because i'm around i live with five people and a lot of dogs like i don't generally need to seek out people like i don't need to to go do that um and i you know i work with people and I, you know, all of that stuff. So I get like my quota (laughs) 
And I'm like, okay, I'm good. But being alone, I'm like, oh, I need to find some people. So overall, 10 out of 10, <laughs> highly recommend. And and then, and there was like, and I went to the Wild Goose Festival, which I actually, I'm going to do a whole episode on, so the talk that I gave there was called Is Manifesting Prayer? And I'm going to do a whole thing and I'm going to talk about my experience at the Wild Goose Festival as well and my experience in kind of near the uh, the mountains of Asheville and all that stuff. So a quick note about so who this is for and what I do. Um, we talked a little bit about that already. And this is more for people who are brand new to Throwing Light, especially if you listen to my first episode, which makes Jermaine cringe because I think the sound quality leaves something to be desired. But I am kind of a raw person and I really was honest about who I am and what I believe and where I've been and and what I want this podcast to be about. And so that I think is, that's a really good intro to me in general, <laughs> kind of like raw and wide open and and all of that. So I was thinking the other day, like, who who is this for? And I think that it's someone who wants to live an inspired life. I think for me, I think, you know, we all do, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people would say that. And I feel like when I talk to people individually, like everyone would say that. But I think there's a difference between wanting to live an inspired life and doing it. (laughs) If you're actively seeking experiences and ideas that inspire you and bring you hope and confirm your belief that there's good in this world and that maybe there's more good than than we can see like that's what I mean because I think so I wrote a post the other day on Instagram about this I've been thinking of optimism as a spiritual practice and I'm kind of a naturally optimistic person but I think that like even I I'm like super prone to cynicism like and I when I think about like every job I've ever started like I, I go in gung-ho because that's just kind of my nature. And three weeks in, I'm like complaining with the other people who've been there forever and genuinely <laughs> hate it, but aren't doing anything about that. You know, I, there's a, the Daring Greatly quote, the critics, they're the ones on the sidelines. I think if you're going to complain, you have to be willing to like step up and make either changes for yourself or or for whatever it is you're complaining about. And I think it's it's easy to complain. I think that I say that as somebody who who often finds herself complaining <laughs> and thinking, "Oh, I could do something about this," right? And I'm not. So, I'm not saying like I'm not um giving you a hard time like I'm this is something that I'm working on too. So, um, somebody who wants to live an inspired life, somebody who is actively working to make the world a better place for themselves and other people, and who wants to believe, whether they believe it or not, right now, that that better place world includes them. I think a lot of you guys are are givers. I think naturally your activists, your helpers, your you're the people that people go to when they need something. And you are 
probably at your heart, you have some optimism in there. (laughs) And so I want this to be kind of like, like a respite for you, but also like, like I want it to be kind of like a safe space for you to push the boundaries within your mind. So if that's something that sounds like you'd like to do, then welcome. And if not, like, that's okay, too. So so the very first episode, I went on this long ramble about what I do, and I think essentially what I want to do, what I want to do in throwing light is is to create practical application for for weird but cool shit. I think that my critique of much of the spiritual community is and I'm talking about the new age uh, you could say woo woo or you could not say it it's a weird thing to say but that community the the ones of us who are into like all the things my critique is that it just gets weird you guys if you're floating on a cloud like I don't know how to talk to you <laughs> I don't know what, like, if you're, like, in your cloud, like, talking about how your cloud is amazing and beautiful, like, that's really cool. But I'm not on a cloud right now. So I don't really know what to do with that. Uh, So one of the best, so this was not my practical application of weird but cool shit. But I saw a post on Instagram. So I follow a lot of witches on Instagram. And I do not identify as a witch. But I want to talk about what that means in a future episode. But I was following this woman who I who does identify as a witch and she said and she and her whole post was that she wanted to start creating content for witchiness on a budget. And I was like that's amazing. Like that is something I've never heard before. I think that's so like that's so needed for for the people who are witches. <laughs> and so she talked about collecting herbs like out in nature, or not collecting things out in nature that she could use in her rituals and stuff. And I just think that's brilliant. That's not exactly what I'm going to be doing here. I'm not going to be doing witchiness, <laughs> but I will be talking about what the heck that means. Some of the topics that I'll cover this season, I want to get weirder. Um, and I talked about this at the end of season one, like I really held back like my my love of weird spiritual stuff and I think it's time to go there. And I finally I feel comfortable enough in my skin. And there's I mean there are always good reasons why we don't talk about the things that we love, but I have been working through a lot of fear of like what will happen within my communities if I so within the academic community and within the, the progressive Christian community, right? So the, And those are kind of the two of the places where I find myself where some of the weird spiritual stuff could make people uncomfortable. And I've talked a little bit about this, but really I've gotten to a place where I feel like really good about sharing and making it practical. So there are, I think, really good reasons why. And I, I don't delve into this stuff lightly. And it's okay if this is not your thing. So I went and visited a new friend in Seattle over the summer and we were talking about different weird, cool spiritual stuff. And one of the things she said that really stuck with me was, you know, that that's just not my path. I realized that's not my path. And that's really helpful. Like it's a good way not to judge 
but also to recognize that's not for me. And that's kind of how I feel about alcohol. That's not my path. And part of the reason I feel so much more comfortable sharing the weird spiritual stuff now is because I have completely released the cognitive dissonance of feeling like I needed to cut back on alcohol or stop drinking and not doing it. And I lived in that place for a lot of years. Now that that's gone, I just feel this like, it's just like a weight has <laughs> been lifted. And I'm like, oh, I could talk about rocks. Do you want to talk about past lives? Like, let's do it. Because I I wholeheartedly endorsed that. And, um, and I don't know that I wholeheartedly endorsed margaritas, <laughs> even though I really liked them at the time and, and they were delicious. Yeah, so it's going to get weird. And I also want to talk about the nuts and bolts of how to manifest, how to meditate. I would like to offer you some meditations. And if that's something that you're interested in, or if you have some weird spiritual stuff that you want me to dive into, please message me. You can DM me on Instagram. You can um, email me brandyglows at gmail.com. I would love to hear it. I also want to dive into more content that delves into how to increase your impact, whether you're a creative, an entrepreneur, an activist. So I am, I'm a goal getter, which is another hashtag. I'm an Enneagram three, like I'm a workaholic, I'm an achiever. And I've made so much peace with that. And, um, and I recognize that that's not everybody's thing. And I have made so much peace with that. And I've really kind of learned to ignore like everybody else. (laughs) I take what works and I leave the rest. And we can also talk about that. But like, one of the things that I am passionate about is I feel like most of my audience is a creative, like most of you have a thing you want to start or a thing that you want to build. And I know that because a lot of you have reached out to me and told me about it. (laughs) And so I want to create content for you for that. And so secret thing about me, I think I could be like really happy just focusing on creative business building, like sharing content on that. I love that stuff. I'm super nerd, (laughs) like when it comes to that stuff, but I don't necessarily think that that's my, I don't think that's where my genius is. I know a little bit about it and I think I'm learning more. And a lot of it is just, I've been in it for a while and I've done it really poorly. (laughs) So I'm like just starting to gain momentum. So I don't feel like I, I could with integrity, um, be like a business coach full time, but it's, it's a passion of mine. And so the last piece is like, well, I think there's two pieces really. Like there's mental health. I am in my second year of grad school. And so I am learning a lot of this stuff and it's like exciting to talk about. I think there's also two sides. There's like the individual mental health and then there's a systemic social justice piece. And we're going to talk about that. And some of the ways in which I relate to the content that's constantly streaming in the news has changed for me. It doesn't upset me as much as it used to. And if you're interested in and you want to talk about how I got here and whether that's helpful, I don't know that that's everybody's path. But, you know, I think it's like, how can you not have a conversation? How can you not have a podcast about all of this stuff that I'm talking about and not talk about our political circus? 
And then some of the bigger issues that I tend to talk about, gender equality, racial reconciliation, which I hope will include, it'll definitely include, I want to do an episode that's kind of a more personal take that shares my own story as a white mom of an interracial son. You know, I hope that that is helpful. And I want to talk about my privilege and and my fears for him as I watch the news and how I deal with that and how I work through that and all of that stuff. So, so I think that is basically it. But I will say I want to encourage you, if, if you're digging this podcast at all, if this has helped you in some way, I would really love it if you could go leave a review on iTunes. My goal is to get 100 reviews and 1,000 downloads by the end of uh, season two, which will be in probably around April. Yeah, so I would really, 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 really love that if you could do that. Thank you for listening. Have a awesome day. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate your ears. If you like what you heard, there are a couple of ways that you can support this podcast and help build momentum. First, you can share it with a friend. Second, you can leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening through. And third, you can support Throwing Light on Patreon and get cool shit, including a shout out on the podcast. Thank you again. I hope you have an unexpectedly amazing day.